Jersey, La Rose, New Orleans, and the River Region. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Local sports, national sports. The G-Cat is on it. Oh, you made a wise choice, my friend. Now, saddle up for a tall glass of sports talk. Here's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Happy New Year 2023 rung in an exciting fashion in Philadelphia, right? I mean, it's the phrase that I've heard the last three days, the most Saints thing to do to beat the top team in the NFC and not make the postseason. Second down and eight. Quick throw is picked off. Marshawn Lattimore read it. And a pick six in his first game back. And then yesterday, a dominant performance by LSU. And then, oh my goodness, in Dallas. What an unreal performance by the Tulane Green Wave. Five of the hands by Pratt. He's looking to throw. Three-man rush. Delayed blitz over the middle. And it's caught. Jaquan Jackson across the 25. Turns to the right. He's at the 30. Finds the sideline. 40. Away he goes. 50 to the 40. To the 30. Stay going, Jaquan. 10. 5. Touchdown, Tulane! Jaquan Jackson. 88 yards to the house. Unreal down 14 twice in the game. We will speak with head coach Willie Fritz coming up at 1215. Uh, I, I still can't believe what I saw yesterday. Unbelievable from that perspective of just plays after plays after plays being made. We want to talk about that. Way fans, this is your moment. I want to hear from you. 800-998-1003. I think you got a lot more than just Wave fans too that we're appreciative of that. Saw kind of LSU fans saying, hey, don't mess with the boots, putting the two-lane score with the LSU score and tweets. Uh, it was awesome. It was awesome to see in what a performance. Tajay Spears, goodness gracious, did he make some uh, some noise yesterday. I, he's got to be a Friday pick, right? He's got to be a second, third-round pick on Friday. We'll talk about all of that and more coming up for, for some perspective as well from the two-lane side. As we say, Coach Fritz coming up at 12.15. Steve Barrios at 1.30 has been with us this season. 40 years in the broadcast booth. He literally has seen it all. An undefeated season. And then this as well. Speaking of that undefeated season, Jimmy Orno used to do sidelines. Then I did sidelines. Now Maddie does sidelines. But Jimmy's been part of the broadcast for years. He was a member of the 98 team on the offensive line. He's going to join us at 2.05 to kind of give his perspective. Saw a picture of him and his entire family with confetti raining down on the field. Kudos as well to the school. They brought family. They brought friends, friends of the program. They had, I think, something Corey said on the air, three planes. Awesome. Awesome. And then for it to end that way, incredible. So we'll touch on all of that and more. Also last night, Pelicans in action, unfortunately, they did not get the win, and the other unfortunate aspect of it is that Zion Williamson got injured in the game at towards the end of the third quarter. Before that, he was absolutely crushing it. And Zion now, who's got 24 in this game. Above the arc. They're going to try to build a wall. He spins left. He floats it up. From the dotted line and in. That's three little mid-ranges for Williamson. He's got 26 in the game. Right hamstring strain when he was trying to run a fast break. And who knows how long 
that will be for him to get healthy again, week, two weeks. I, I don't know. It depends on the grade of hamstring. They're at practice today. We'll see what the latest from head coach Willie Green is. But they could not get closer than three. They got within three in the fourth quarter, and then you know who. Now Embiid straddling the arc up top, one-on-one with Herb. Now the double, get it to Harden. Right wing three for Dagger is good. It's just that night, folks. You're trying and trying and trying, and when you need to get a stop, you can't. Yeah, and that was the unfortunate aspect for the Pels. So they now play Houston tomorrow. Brooklyn, who's won again yesterday. They are coming to town on Friday, and you're at Dallas. Luka Doncic is all he's doing, scoring 50 or 60 points a game. So that's the tough course of games coming up. Likely without Zion, will Brandon Ingram be back? We will find out. We'll talk about that throughout the rest of the week, but that is where you are right now as the Pels yesterday lose 120-111. So that's on the slate. You got Rafael Esparza coming up at 115. Steve Barrios, 130, as we said. Coach Willie Fritz, next segment. And then coming up in the 2 o'clock hour, Marlon Favorite on LSU's win. People are trying to decide what's going on with the quarterback thing. Look, I think the Walker-Howard thing is just get him some action, get him some play. Nussmeyer came in in the third series. Is there a controversy? Brian Kelly said, nope, that was the plan. All three quarterbacks, he said he's had a chat with. He expects all three back in the spring and to compete. But he did say there's no controversy. Jane Daniels is their starter. But he's going to give Nussmeyer a chance to compete. That's what he said afterwards. Um, so we'll do that coming up in the show. And again, 205, Jimmy Orno, a member of the undefeated Tulane team. So all of that is on the slate. And, of course, with Tampa's win... Uh, against the Panthers, Tom Brady, not once, not twice, but three times to Mike Evans deep. Gets them the win and the NFC South. So the season is done. It's done. In terms of no postseason. Saints got to take on the Panthers here at home this weekend. So where are you? Question of the day. Teams won three straight. If they make better decisions in Tampa... They'd be on a four-game win streak. Does it change your perspective at all? Cam Jordan also in that game. Incredible. Secured the all-time sack record for the franchise as Cam showed up. I mean, look, that was an unbelievable game by the Saints. Defensively. Five tackles for Cam Jordan, three sacks, four quarterback hits. He was unbelievable. Saints played solidly. I mean, they ran the football all over Philadelphia when they wanted to at times. 35 carries combined, 16 from Kamara, 14 from Hill, 130 yards on the ground. And the quarterbacks, we can talk about that, obviously. But... That That's the game plan right now, this year, with this offense, right? I mean, Andy Dalton was 18 of 22, Taysom Hill 2 for 2, 20 of 24, 35 carries, 24 passes. You clearly trust the ground game a little bit more. That said, in the air, Rashid Shahid, I mean, has he secured a spot next year or what? Six receptions, 79 yards. This continues to play well. Juwan Johnson continues to play well. He had 62 yards and five grabs. Chris Olave, four grabs of 42 yards. Afterwards, in the locker room, again, you, you, you just get that sense in that feel, right, from 
DA about what it was like and in the locker room. So where do you, where do you sit? Where do you sit with this team? With Dennis Allen? Have you changed your mind on blowing it up, moving on from the coach? What do you think of the team's effort the last couple of weeks to be able to play this way? This was DA and Cam Jordan in the locker room. Listen up, okay? We said, we said we were coming up here for one reason and one reason only. We said this was like a playoff game for us, okay? Man, you guys played your off today. You guys played your off today, and it took the whole team, every single bit of this team, to go win this thing. And to finish it out like we did, like that was beautiful. You know what I mean? Like, again, I said this last week, okay? That's real big boy NFL football. And that's what we're playing right now. And you want to be playing your best, okay, in December. And that's exactly where we are right now. With three offensive linemen down and do what we did and close the game out like that, yeah. we'll do the job. Yeah. Give me a game ball there. Okay. All right. Um, club record for sacks. So you know we don't like to say it's about me, okay? Okay, but when you set a club record for sacks, Cam Jordan gets it. Hey, without the team, there is no me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's big team. Yeah. Me to me today. That's our whole on we. Big team, little me. All we can do is control what we can control. And all we can do is go out this last game the right way. We can't handle whatever the probabilities are, whatever the statistics say we can, can't do. All we can do is keep working hard. All we can do is get to this game and dominate whoever the hell lines up against us. That's who we've been. That's who we are. That's who we will be from this time till next Sunday. So keep that on your mind. Let's go get another win. Hey, Saints on three. One, two, three. Saints. Another one. It's got to mean something, right? The way the team is playing. Yesterday, Dennis Allen met with media and he was asked about, quote-unquote, you know, a meaningless game, was quick to kind of correct that. Yeah, well, look, nothing's meaningless. Right. You know, all these things, you know what I mean? Like, all these things, all these things matter. Um, yeah, look, you look back and say, damn, I wish we'd have taken advantage of a couple opportunities that we had um, that, that we didn't take advantage of. But that's, you know, there's nothing that can be done about that now. So how do we learn that lesson you know, so that as we progress and go in the future, that we don't put ourselves in those uh, in those situations again. Um, and so, you know, a lot of times, you you, you know, uh, you can you can learn a lot, you know, from your failures as much as you can from your successes. And so, you know, hopefully we look at this and say, you know, look, we had we let some opportunities slip through our fingers, and no different than a game. You know, you get in the game, and when you have an opportunity, I said this a couple weeks ago, you have an opportunity to put a team away, and you don't do it. You give them more chances, and then, and so then you play the what-if game. Um, but uh, uh, 
All we can control right now is how we finish out this season. And we talked about after the Tampa game, we said, look, we don't control our own fate in terms of the playoffs. Okay, What we do control is how we play the, the last four games. And we talked about um, you know, trying to go 4-0. and Well, that's still out there for us. And so that's, that's where we're sitting right now. So that's Dennis Allen, Uncle Earl. Thank you for giving us a call here. First caller of the day. Again, Willie Fritz coming up in about four minutes. So what you got for us, man? Deuce, happy Monday. Uh, not Monday. Wait, Tuesday. It feels like it. <laughs> happy Tuesday. Happy New Year. What's up, bud? Hey, hey, same to you, Goose. Hey, Goose, first and foremost, prayers for the, for, for, uh, the Bills, uh, safety man. Uh, I uh, hope he, it don't look too good, but I hope, I hope he gets through this, man. That, that was tough. Yeah, no doubt. Lots of people praying for uh, DeMar Hamlin of the Buffalo Bills, where, of course, had to get resuscitated uh, on the on the field, suffering a cardiac arrest. We're going to touch a little bit on that at 1245. The professor and his wife, Lisa, have some experience with that, so we'll do that coming up at 1245. Yeah, continue prayers. Uh, mm-hmm. Hey, Goose, I, I'm not trying to be a uh, negative. Or de- look, I'm glad we want it. Look, quarterback or no quarterback, you still got to go. You know, you still got to play against that defense, which I think Philly has the best defense in the league. Um, and, and they got the best offensive line in the league mm-hmm. uh, and a good running back. So that was a good win for us. But where was, where was this a few weeks ago? Where was this against Cincinnati? Where was this against Tampa Bay or Carolina the first time in the sense of urgency? It still doesn't change my mind on how I feel about things. And, and look what happened last year, Goose. We finished the season – you know, almost 500. We didn't get in. Oh, and it gives, kind of gives you a sense of, all right, we'll wait till next year. Same thing happened. You win a few games. Oh, it feels good. Then what? Same thing's going to happen next year. I'm just, I'm not used to, I don't know about anybody else, and I know you, you're not used to this. Mm-hmm. I'm not used to with this record or we almost getting in the playoffs. We, we got an elite program and team, and it just, some things need to be changed, man, I think, still. And, and for having the record we have, and, and I'm glad we're playing a little better at the end of the year, it still doesn't change my mind, man. We need to be back elite like the New Orleans Saints, a product we put on the field. Right. Am I wrong for saying that, Gus? No, and look, and that's why I'm asking how much of a difference does this make, right? And, and I think I think it's a fair statement to say, Saints fans probably see this and go, that's why he's a good defensive coordinator. That's why he's a coach that, look, there's one thing you can say. Clearly they respect the guy, right? I mean, nobody, nobody, uh, checked out. No one mailed it in. They've played hard. So to play hard, they either have respect for themselves or respect for the head coach or both. I think it's one or the other, if not both. And I do think they do respect him. I don't think they walk in and be like, this guy here, right? I I don't feel that. Um, and you've seen the improvement on that side of the ball. You, you think Marshawn Lattimore makes a difference? He gets the pick six. Oh, wow. Right? So <laughs> you've had injuries, yeah. and I understand that. But, man, look, it's the same thing. You see the first 15 plays that are scripted, and you're like, man, it's awesome. You see them doing great. And then in its second half, it was like they just wanted to sit on that 13-point lead. You know, it just I'm going to talk a little bit more about that. But, look, you think you have a fair opinion. Great on how they played. But you're still not convinced that you don't need a different change of direction, is what you're saying, right? Exactly, 100%. Okay. Always a pleasure, Coop. Always a pleasure. Thank you, Uncle Earl. Head coach Willie Fritz of the Tulane Green Wave. See if we can get a hold of him. 
talked to him about that massive victory yesterday in Jerry's world. That's next on ESPN New Orleans. Celebrating 75 years in business, Danos has been setting the standard for generations. Become a part of something bigger and join the team. We're currently hiring for drivers, warehousemen, riggers, crane operators, and forklift operators to work out of Port Fouchon. So apply now at danos.com or call 1-833-GO-DANOS. Great jobs, great people. That's Danos. It's the big finish sales event right now at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Ram's long-lasting new pickups or their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Get more for your business with a new Ram trucker van at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. When you order curbside pickup on the new Rouse's shopping app, you pay the same price for groceries as in-store. And you get free pickup on all orders, $35 or more. Download the new Rouse's shopping app on the App Store or get it on Google Play. Place your order, choose your curbside pickup time, and your Rouse's Market's personal shopper will shop your order for you and load your groceries into your car. It's just that easy. Rouse's Market. Feels like home. ESPN 100.3 and Penn Entertainment present Want to Bet with the Professor Nick Harrison. Each week, the professor and his guests take a look at the best bets in sports and show you that it doesn't take a professional odds maker to win a mint. Plus, the show will be coming to you live from Boomtown Casino on the West Bank. You can join in the fun, get in on the action, and have a taste of the Big Easy with Nola Steak and Executive Chef Lewis Brown. Want to bet with the Professor Nick Harrison? Thursdays from 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. on ESPN 100.3 FM, ESPN New Orleans. How can we be excited about a show where we just talk? Talk sports. That's how they talk in the Major League. Now back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. Snap. Williams over the middle. Toss back. Running around towards the 10 to the right. Knocked down. Williams has it back. He's ripped around still on the ground at the 5. Still escaping to the right. Chucks it to the right where it's caught by Jones down the sideline. Back over to the middle. A lineman has it. Now swing it out to the left. Bynum now to the sideline. It's loose on the sideline. It's, it's over. over. It's over. Tulane has done it. Unbelievable. It's the biggest win all time for the Tulane Green Wave. And a stunning comeback knocks off USC. 46-45. Unbelievable. What a win. What a game. Oh, brother, this is just incredible. The magic season continues. And Tulane is going to take the stage. Unreal. This is just unreal. Corey Glor, Steve Berrios on the call there. Voices of the Tulane Green Wave, head coach of the Tulane Green Wave, Willie Fritz. Willie, I got goosebumps. Uh, coach, was that the longest two seconds of your coaching career? It was a pretty long time. They were, you know, we talk about those last plays and expect reverses, laterals, throwbacks. They did all of them on that play. And, and uh, the guy played with good leverage and got the game finished. So, uh, yeah, it was a great play. It was good. It was fun to listen to those two. 
What a win, huh? Yeah, it was uh, it was incredible. It really was. I just was so proud of uh, everybody uh, you know affiliated with the program. It just uh, great team win. You know, there's a lot of work that goes into it. You know that you've seen behind the scenes how it you know everything that plays out, recruiting and you know on, on game day and you know strength and conditioning and athletic trainers and doctors and video people and. You know, just it takes a whole lot of people, and the guys. We just got a really special group. That you know, I didn't hear anybody uh, thinking the game was over when it uh, looked like it might be over. You know, and somebody kept fighting and scratching and clawing, and and uh, got it done. It was uh, fun day. Yeah, sincere Hainsworth said that afterwards on the American Athletic Conference. Um... I guess post game show that they were doing as well. So many of your players said that yesterday, but coach, when you joined us on Tuesdays every year, uh, all season long, that is every week, we probably should have expected this, right? This has been a team that's been kind of steady and they've kind of been used to the big stage. Granted, that's Jerry's world. That's New Year's Eve. I mean, New Year's Day six and that, that stage, but it, it just seemed like all season long, this team was wanting and ready for the big moment. Well, well, they were. They were, uh, uh, you know, and the more you win, the more you get to play on that big stage. I'll tell you something I wasn't expecting. I was, I was expecting it, but I just didn't know for sure. You know, you get out there in Jerry's world, and, and uh, you know, we're all the way over there in Dallas, Texas, and the tickets were pretty darn expensive, and the Cotton Bowl and all that. And, you know, our fans just took over the stadium. It was, you know, you, you saw it on that last that clip. You just listened to it. And, oh, yeah. Hear how loud they were, but we had, we had to have had thirty thirty five thousand people over there at the game. We traveled a whole, you know, almost uh, you know over half the stadium was filled with you know green and just the people going nuts. They were loud when they needed to be loud, and they were quiet when they needed to be quiet. Only <laughs> on offense, I think. So it was uh, it was just really you know by, you know needed about the drive to the stadium, you know. We, Started, we were driving the stadium. They were lined up all along the street and for a long period of time. So it, it was really big time. And I just appreciate everybody that made the trip over and then also everybody that you know, was cheering for us at home. The eruption when the official raised his hands up and said touchdown, it, it was incredible from that perspective. I, I spent so much time last night after the Pels game and got a chance to – to kind of look at it, coach, I just, I just was searching, you know, I wanted to see everybody's videos and reactions from the stadium. And I guess I appreciated from this perspective. I remember when you first came on board, having all those different discussions on, you know, national signing day where you and I sat at a table and you're like, I, I need D one football players and one certain kind of players here. And, and to get it to where it is right now, I, I know it's, it's still early and you probably haven't had a chance to reflect on it, but it, it's been one heck of a journey. It, you didn't take the shortcuts, Coach. No, no, we didn't take the shortcuts. I would have, I would, I would have avoided last year. I'd have been able to take some shortcuts, but uh, you know, just uh, I think we understand recruiting here at Tulane. I think we have a fantastic uh, signing class. I'm, I'm very excited about these guys that are coming in. I thought we had a good class last year too. Quite a few of those guys are playing for us. The guy that made the, the touchdown catch, right, Alex Mallon. Uh, you know, the kid from last year's recruiting class. So it's, uh, you know, we need a special type of guy here. He's got to be a guy, you know, embraces the, the academic component here at Tulane. Uh, 
it is tough, you know, here. It's just the way of the world, and that's why the degree is so valuable. And uh, we need guys, though, that also want to, you know, play, play big-time Division One football and very competitive, and they love the football part of it, too. We can't have one or the other. You know, and we're lucky enough we're able to you know, find guys who can do both those things and want to do it in you know, the city of New Orleans. So uh, that that's what uh, I, I think has been the, you know, really the secret sauce is just uh, – having guys that fit in and how we try to do things here at Tulane. 46-45, the final, the Cotton Bowl, speaking with winning head coach Willie Fritz of the Tulane Green Wave. It's incredible when you pull up the box score because, look, that that game isn't won unless the players on the field make those plays, coach. And Michael Pratt, 8-17, Caleb Williams threw 52 times at 37 completions. It, 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 I, I could have swore Michael Pratt completed more than eight passes, but they're all big, especially on that last drive. And I, I saw a tweet earlier this morning, a year ago, right, at Oklahoma. He was a yard short of that big comeback. And then he, he gets that big scramble there on that final drive to, you know, get the first down on fourth, takes it himself. Just so many plays. It, that, that's who he is, though, isn't it? Yeah, he's tough. He's a, he's a tough, hard-nosed, competitive person and, and uh you know it just yeah that was, that was a great run there at the end it was uh i had a really good angle he was coming right at me and, and I, you know when he got about five yards away i said he's gonna make this thing because he's gonna he's not sliding you know he, <laughs> he made it by a couple yards and then it, you know extended the drive and obviously led to the score i know you've said this so many times about how thrilled you are for a guy like Tajay Spears 17 carries 205 four TDs on that stage in that environment it was awesome from our perspective we're watching the broadcast and you know the show in his family and and him just playing the way he did I mean my goodness did he put on a show huh you know I think he's a great player I've been you know, saying it for a long time I think, think he's an NFL back I've been fortunate to have quite a few guys who've gone on and played in the NFL at that position, and, and you know, I put him up there with all of them. I just, he just, you know, he's got it all. He's uh, number one. He's a smart football player. He doesn't make any mistakes. You know, assignment wise. And uh, you know, this, this game is very complex. And uh, I think he's gone nine games now without having a missed assignment. You know, lining up correctly, run the right play. You just don't have very many guys to do that, especially with. Playing almost every single snap, catches the ball well, runs inside well, runs outside well. Mm-hmm. You know, just it's just fun to have in practice and, and you know block. He just it does everything. He just uh, had an unbelievable season and a great career here at Tulane, and uh, and he loves Tulane. I mean, he I, I don't know if I mentioned it before, but I probably haven't. You know, he, he wanted to come back. <laughs> I told no way. You, you got your degree. You, you're you know, you're 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 going to get drafted. You're going to play. You need to, you know, this is this going to be it here. You know, all right. So well, let's let's go. And obviously, he's all in on that now. But uh, you know, he just he just enjoys his teammates and being around the guys. And I had, a, I had a few people ask me, you know, did, did some of your guys, you know, you have to have conversations with them about uh, opting out? I guess that's a new word now, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. You know the of the bowl game, and you know I didn't even talk to any of these guys about that. You know, I, uh, that's the last thing that Tajay would have been thinking about, or Tony Williams, or any of those guys. You know, they they wanted to play this game for you know Tulane and their teammates, and 
They did. And then, of course, your defense coach had been so instrumental in getting you guys to 12 wins this season. Jairus Monroe talked about afterwards being able to be given that opportunity coming over as a transfer and getting that interception. And then yeah, you mentioned Dorian Williams is now 17 tackles. I mean, Nick Anderson, the, the prophet, as we call him now, right, said this was going to happen. But to see the emotion of these players and how much it meant to them, so many stories. I mean, we, we could be here for three hours easily, right, talking about how everybody made those plays and then that stop, the safety, it's just the timeliness of the playmaking. It just still gives me goosebumps, Coach. Yeah, you know, a big, big safety, uh, Patrick Jenkins, you know, from John Aird High School. When I come back home, he told me after the game, that's why I came back home. Being games like this here at Tulane. Uh, yeah, they just, a group, great group of young men. It's just, uh, you know, they're, they're, we feel like we've got an excellent culture here. And, uh, it is, Kids are flourishing on and off the field. We want to have that happen all the time. You know, and, and I'm proud of their conduct up there. We're up there for six nights, you know, up in uh, Dallas-Fort Worth with 118, 18, 22-year-old guys. And, uh, you know, they did everything right where they're supposed to be. I had more compliments about them from the Cotton Bowl staff. Mm-hmm. As you can imagine, I had a bunch of emails this morning, different people that, you know, had a uh, – you know, communication with our guys, interaction, and how, how, how they do a good job of that. So just, just uh, really happy with uh, you know, the the way the coaches have recruited. You know, that's a big part of it. You got to recruit the right guys, and and uh, you know how these guys have uh, you know done it both on and off. You know, that's a big deal to us here. Well, coach, look, um, I got to experience just the start to this, and got to know you personally I, i'm so happy for you but i know you you're happy for your staff you're happy for the kids you're happy for the school it was just so awesome to see not only wave fans getting on board this season and yesterday the reaction statewide national as well on the win so try to enjoy it i know you won't you're probably going to get back to work here soon you didn't even have to come on today coach i so appreciate you doing that but i wanted to talk to you 46 45 it, it's a it's a game and a win it's not going to be forgotten very soon i can tell you that coach I'm gonna try to enjoy it. I have a couple of kids that were underclassmen that came up. We were hugging, they were going. I said, "Now we got to do it again next year." <laughs> <laughs> a couple of them gave me a hit, and the coach, let's just let's enjoy this one. But that's you know that's one of the things we've always had a goal of is being a consistent winner, the big winner here at, at Tulane, and and uh, you know we're gonna have fun with this, but we'll get back to work here. And Coach Willie Fritz, thank you so much for your time today, sir. Thanks, Gus. Roll wave. 46-45, the final there. Quick break. We come back. Wave fans want to hear from you. Open phone lines. 800-998-1003. What a win. What a job Coach has done. And all those kids. I mean, it was just play after play after play being made. It's so much fun to watch. Uh, we'll talk about it on ESPN New Orleans.
Making Moves is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. After redshirting his first year at Ohio State, Joe Burrow spent the next two years as JT Barrett's backup. With the Wayne Haskins on the roster, Burrow didn't see much playing time and decided to transfer. LSU head coach Ed Orgeron zeroed in on Burrow and landed him. In his second season at LSU, Burrow led the Tigers to a 15-0 record, a national championship, and arguably the best season ever by a college quarterback. Build your winning team today. Go to LinkedIn.com slash sports. You know that feeling when your football team adds that one player with every skill they've been looking for? It's time your business knew how it felt too. LinkedIn Jobs taps into a network of over 850 million professionals to find the right people for your role. LinkedIn Jobs helps you narrow down to the most qualified candidates so you can start hiring the right people. Go to linkedin.com slash sports to post your job for free. That's linkedin.com slash sports. Terms and conditions apply. I didn't know that the roots of wisdom teeth can lengthen and become entangled around the nerves in the lower jaw. My surgery was more complicated, and I had to reschedule my family vacation. I had a cyst around my impacted wisdom tooth. I was referred to an OMS to have it removed. I was so worried. I wish I would have taken care of this when I was younger. Some things get better with age. Your wisdom teeth are not one of them. Visit myoms.org to find an OMS near you. I had to leave my parents. I had to move schools. I don't know anyone here. Everything keeps changing. Why is this happening to me? I'm sure glad you're here. Advocate for an abused or neglected child in your community. There's a child in foster care waiting for a CASA volunteer like you. Find a program near you at louisianacasa.org. Sponsored by Louisiana CASA. Talker, ain't you? A man that likes to talk. Now, back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill on ESPN 100.3 FM and ESPN 1003.com. Jack, thank you for giving us a call here on the Sports Hangover, sir. How did you enjoy that game well, yesterday? Right. Yeah. Thank you. Hello, Jack. Hello. Hey, buddy. How did you enjoy I'm that sorry. game yesterday? Oh, it was great. Um, I'm sorry about that, Gus. But uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> Gus, they should start building the, the uh, statue for Todd Day Spears right now. Just take some money, commission a, 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 a sculptor, and start now. He was um, it's pretty spectacular, wasn't he? <laughs> he was pretty, pretty big, man. Um, 205 yards, four touchdowns. Look, obviously the phrase, you know, he made his money yesterday and got a lot of attention on there but man that guy is just he's just solid and the other thing too I don't know if you just heard coach Fritz speak but I love what he just mentioned too that's something that coaches will love to hear that he's gone nine straight games without a missed assignment you know and that maybe sounds like it's not a big deal but somebody that constantly is lining up in the right place knowing what the plays are and all the I mean I guess it's a big thing right but to be able to do that and you add that with performing and just the way the guy plays, man. I Look, there was a lot of Saints fans I saw tweeting yesterday and a couple of my friends like, the Saints better go try and go get him, you know, if he's going to be available there. I, I think, I absolutely think he's a Friday pick, second, third round. You? Gus, wherever he ends up, I'll be a fan of that team. I'll yeah. be going. I mean, he's just, he's, he's just, I mean, I think it's him and Matt Forte. I mean, Tulane's had some really good backs. But I think it's those two guys. And, man, he's got so much for the team. 
Hey, come on, so have you ever seen the movie uh, Rounders, the Fogel movie? Say that again? Uh, have you ever seen the movie Rounders? Uh, it's, a, it's a Fogel movie. Where, no, I haven't. I haven't uh, seen John Malkovich in it. Uh-huh. And at the end, they're, they're playing, well, I wish you'd seen it, you know what I was talking about. <laughs> they're playing cards, and he, he, tell, he tells the other guy, I keep, you keep hanging around and hanging around. That's, that's what USC did yesterday. They kept letting Tulane hang around. And honestly, I, I wasn't sure they could get it done. But, I mean, in the last few minutes, um, you know, they, they just, you know, they put it together. I mean, and the, the safety, I mean, everything. It's just, uh, I, I don't know, man. But, look, it, as far as the Saints goes, my attitude about them hasn't changed. They should have won this division this year. They had enough talent. They were the best team. That's a good point. But they didn't get it done. My concern for them is going into the future. You know, no draft choices in, in salary cap. That you know, so so really nothing's changed. Yeah, you know, it's it's, it's interesting you brought that up, Jack, because somebody I was talking to said that specifically. That if anything, watching the last three weeks, four weeks, is it, it's actually made him angrier. <laughs> He's like, wait a minute, so. This is the defense that you kind of expected to sort of have. Um, the, the way the team has sort of played, uh, with the energy and, and just the toughness and the grit. I mean, look, again, I, I said it, that Cleveland game, you don't win that game if you don't give a bleep. I mean, you just don't. And they did. And then you go and face Philly. And I mean, it's a daunting task to begin with. And it's kind of a must win from them. And you saw when, when it started to click for Philly, you're like, oh boy, here we go, right? And then I kind of, I, I, I felt frustrated because I'm like, hey, they played incredible. And then it just felt like they did the whole turtle and, you know, head in the shell thing again. They're like, let's just, let's sit on this 13 point lead and, and hope to do it. I mean, that's the one thing that if Dennis Allen does come back, Jack, I just really hope whether it's the offensive coordinator or, or just his attitude, like, Go win the game, man. I just, uh, it's just frustrating, but that, that, that's that limitation that Andy Dalton has. Is he going to kill you? Sometimes, but he's just, he's just, he needs to make a play. Like, I'm watching that Pittsburgh game, you know, and, and what Kenny Pickett, it, you, you need a quarterback that can make a play. And, and I think that's his limitation. Can he be safe for you? Yes. But you saw what he's had to have the last couple weeks. An outstanding defense. Cam Jordan got three. You need a pick six. You need the defense to play well. You need one or two big plays. And then, you know, again, though, the failures of getting in the end zone and selling for field goals. It's just, you're right. I mean, look, you saw a team play better. You saw a team find a way to win. Congratulations. You also saw a lot of reasons, though, why this team, you know, had a letdown season, man. In terms of this, they absolutely should have won this division. They absolutely have the talent to do it. They do. You've seen it. Dude, they should have won it. And Gus, as far as the quarterback situation going forward, I have no problem with, with Andy Dalton being the quarterback while they look for a young quarterback. I agree. Now, the I people who, who, who believe Taysom could do this all the time still, which I can't believe. My brother's one of them. He still thinks Taysom could be a quarterback. And, 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 and believes that Jameis is going to be a quarterback, um, I'm going to tell them that when the Saints release Jason, Jameis, and I believe they will, I don't think anybody's going to be beating down this door. You know, I don't think anybody's going to want to hand in their franchise. But I, I may be wrong about that. So uh, we'll, we'll see. Hey, guys, one last thing, of course. 
can you imagine the, the total the total wins for the Saints for the, for the Dolphins was the same going into the uh, league, uh, going into the season it was eight nine. Okay, <laughs> a, a month ago the Dolphins had eight wins, and now they still have eight wins. And imagine if you had made a bet. <laughs> Not the silly bet that Roy made, but if you had made a bet just over eight and a half, and, and now you look at it, they're gonna have to they're gonna have to beat the Jets just just to go over the eight and a half. Yeah, yeah, I know. Um, I don't know if we're going to hear from Roy this week, <laughs> Jack. I, I, Probably not. Yeah. I, I don't know if we're going to hear from Roy. There's a lot of concern, though. I saw some people on social media tweet wondering, oh, look, I mean, they're still alive technically, right? They're right behind the Patriots. Um, it's the Chiefs, Bills, Bengals, Jags, Chargers, Ravens, Patriots at 8-8, eight and eight, Miami 8-8. Eight and eight. Pittsburgh eight and eight. How about that decision, man? For Coach Tomlin early in the season, go. You know what? Let's just go with the kid. And he took his lumps early, right? Took his lumps early, but you you saw him make that play against the Ravens, man. And just and, and I think that's how I look at it. And I'm with you, Jack. I think it, it, especially if Dennis Allen is back, which by all indication is he's going to be. Dalton's going to be his QB. It makes sense financially. It makes sense to start it that way, and then. At worst case, it doesn't start out well. You do what Pittsburgh did, man. You, you, you bring in the kid, let him take his lumps, get real game snaps, and, and let him grow because they're going to be better next year by Tomlin saying, Let, let's put in Pickett and, and see what he can do. And he didn't, he didn't play well to start. But that play made to, to win them the game, that, that's a big thing, you know, to see moving forward. But it just stinks because I, I do think – You've seen what this team was capable of doing, and then you it, and you don't want to do the what ifs, man. But what if they didn't lose literally their top two receivers? What if if they didn't lose Lattimore for man over almost half the season? I mean, that's that's a big loss, you know. Oh, oh no, it is. I mean, you know, uh, but you know, they they, they he, he given all of that, they should have still won this division because it was terrible. You know, the, the, the loss, the, like you were talking about earlier, the loss in Tampa was just inexcusable. And, and coaches and players all had a hand in that. Yeah. And, and you know, I mean, they just got to do better. So, that's the uh, one, that, that's anyway, the one that kills me the most, man. That That's the one that just, you, you had that one. I mean, you had that one, you know, and you just, here you go. I mean, <laughs> there was so many things. Oh. I mean, you know, if, if, what the hell was Mark Ingram doing? Uh, if, 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 uh, you know, uh, what's the, uh, who's the receiver we picked up from Cleveland? The LSU guy? Jarvis if he, he dropped the touchdown pass. Well, uh, Chasen, Chasen dropped the big pass at the end of the game. Matt Muscona. I mean, if any of those plays are made, yeah. I thought Matt Muscona's tweet. You know, uh, at the end Sunday night, he said the Saints missed the playoffs by this much, and it was a video of Mark Ingram running out of bounds. I mean, it, you never know when that one play is going to make the difference. That one play, I mean, you could, you know, again, now do the Saints beat the Falcons, beat the Browns, beat the Eagles if they hold on to win that game? I don't know, but they played better out of the bye. And they've won those games. So, yeah, I mean, you look back at it right now. Um, 
that was kind of a big play. <laughs> that was kind of a big play. You know, it, it just it just it baffles me every time I see it, Jack. Even if you're injured, and you're going out of bounds. Stick the ball out. Just take. Just have the momentum go forward. I mean, White pulled up. He didn't want to hit you. He wasn't going to hit you. Just it, just take a different angle instead of doing you know a sixty-five degree angle. Take a forty-five degree angle. It's a first down. I just it, it just it's baffling to me. It's baffling. Well, guys, think about it. Think about it this way. You're trying to run the clock out. You had enough energy to make it that five yards to go out of bounds, but not turn it up and stay in bounds. Even if you don't make the first clock down, at least the clock runs. I have no idea what he was thinking. I'm, I don't you know. So, <laughs> uh, but Gus, roll away, man. And, uh, man, hey, hey look, I, I'm, I'm going to get out, but, uh, how much do you think this helps recruitment? And I'll just hang up and listen. You have a good day. Thank yeah, you, man. Uh, I I definitely think it, it helps. I mean, I, I don't know how it doesn't, right? And and when I, I saw the social media post of some of the recruits saying, "Stop asking me why I chose Tulane. This is why." Like seeing that really stood out to me. I'm like, oh man. I mean, um. That that's that's incredible. That's incredible. Um, to to hear that and just to to see that, right? More than anything. So, man, I, I just it, it's it, it's it's awesome to hear. Now, Jack, you said that, and again, great job. If you go on Twitter at American underscore Conference, they had um, their reporter go out there and interview a ton of Tulane players. I'm gonna sprinkle it in throughout the broadcast here as well because uh it, it was pretty big so let me hit the break i'll come back you'll hear from tajay spears after the game here as well talking to the american athletic conference reporter and i'll, I'll play a couple of other interviews here as well but again it, it, it's a massive win. big game and saints fans i want to hear from you jack's mentioned it already uncle earl as well they're happy for the wins but they're not feeling any different they're not feeling any different about what the Saints should do or how they feel about the Saints this season. So Saints fans, how do you feel? The Sports Hangover on ESPN New Orleans. How can you be excited about a show where we... As a leader in the oil and gas industry, Joe's Septic Contractors caters to oil field clients, offering vacuum truck service for offshore tanks, vessels, or treatment plants containing sewage or gray water. Their rental department offers state-of-the-art offshore portable toilets with cages and certified safety slings for easy maneuvering, also holding tank rentals and portable hand-washing stations. Call Joe's Septic Contractors 24-7 in Cutoff, Thibodeau, Fushaw, Abbeville Reserve, and now Odessa, Texas. Visit Joe's Septic at viscom.net. Balance. You may know what that word means, but can you apply its meaning to your body? You see, it's all about the brain. At Upper Cervical Family Chiropractic, doctors work to locate and remove any nerve interference so your brain can communicate clearly with your body and help you correctly heal quicker. Located in Lakeview and West Harrison, Dr. Josh Roulette and his team at UCFC utilize a number of therapies to make your road to pain relief, recovery, and total body wellness efficient and effective. Go to ucfamilychiropractic.com for more information. Educate yourself on your body and let us get you back to balance. Water safety tips from Riley John's Blue Boot Foundation. One, always designate a water watcher when children are in and around water. 
2. Wear your life jacket when on a boat or near open water. 3. Remove toys from swimming pools when not in use. 4. Empty all blow-up pools and buckets of water when not in use, as children can drown in as little as 2 inches of water. 5. Check the water first if a child goes missing. 6. Stay off and away from the rock jetties. And number 7. Swimming lessons can reduce drownings by 88%. Learn to swim. A man that likes to talk. Now, back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill on ESPN 100.3 FM and ESPN 1003.com. Welcome back. Sports Hangover 800-998-1003. The way to chime into the conversation. If you'd like to do so here as well, love to hear from you. Tajay Spears speaking after the game on the field. What he had to say. We're going to be here with Tajay Spears. Tajay, four touchdowns, 205 yards on the day. You look surprised. You didn't realize you had that big of a game? Uh, no, I was I was standing in it. No, I didn't know I had 200, though. <laughs> I heard you and Sincere were, you had a, a bet going that you wanted to hit that 200. What did it take here today, especially in that fourth quarter, to will this team to a victory? It took um, a collective effort. Like, we kept on fighting it. That's what it took a collective effort. We know we had to play on one accord. Like in the first half, we didn't get the ball that much, and when we got the ball, we weren't maximizing our opportunities. So we finally got to maximize our opportunities, and it all turned out great for us. When you think about what this team has been able to do this season, one and zero has been the mentality all year long. What did it take? Or how did that mentality, really, that one and zero mentality, pay off in this game today? It paid out big time because one and zero, like that. That's how you focus on what you got going on right now. So we're not looking ahead. We're not looking to winning the game and partying out there. We're looking, we're looking right now, we're looking how we're going to maximize our time and win this game, and it paid off for us. This team will forever go down in history as one of the biggest turnarounds ever forever. in college football. 2-10 to 12-2. and two. When I say those words, what goes through your mind? Uh, it's just amazing that you're a part of history. It, it, it ain't hit me yet. I, it still ain't hit me yet. We won a conference championship. It ain't hit me yet. It might all hit me when I'm training or something. Morgan Uber, the reporter for the American Athletic Conference there. Here's another one with uh, Sincere Hainsworth, who, again, is coming back with Michael Pratt. His thoughts. Morgan Uber here with Sincere Hainsworth. Cotton Bowl champs, Tulane, down 15 with six minutes to play. How did this team mount this comeback? We just kept playing. We... You never quit, man. Anything's possible. Anything's possible. You just keep playing and playing. We're down 15. O-line's looking at each other. You're saying, keep playing. You never know. You never know. We just did that. When your defense comes up with that safety, what was your mindset when you back went back out on the field? Showtime. Showtime. Time to go win it. And that's what we did. We grinded, and we won that thing. You told me that Tajay Spears was poised for a big day. You said you were looking around 200 for that number. He hit that 205, four TDs. What would you say about the performance of your running back here in this one? Everybody's surprised, but we're not. We're not surprised. We worked for that. We worked so hard for that. And it just feels so good to see all that paying off. You know, it's more than just me and the O-line. It's the receivers. It's the quarterback. It's it's the defense setting us up for a good position. It's it's everything, man. I'm so proud of everybody. It's I love my team. This team just became the biggest turnaround ever in college football history. Sincere, when I say those words, the legacy that this team cemented, what's going through your mind? Wow. This, <laughs> we worked so hard for this. We worked so hard for this. I'm so grateful for Coach Fritz and everything he did to put us in this position and give us this opportunity. And, wow, just thank you, God. 
Thank you, God. Sincere. Thank you, God. Congratulations and go enjoy this one with your team. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. So, again, that is uh, just two players kind of expressing how they feel about that as well. It's pretty incredible. Again, you can just hear all these different stories and think of, you know, why they stayed, why they were coming back. And, you know, to Jack's question, how does it change recruiting? How does it change the transfer portal? Uh, all of that. It's, um, it's pretty remarkable, you know, when you think about it, for sure. 800-998-1003 is the way to chime into the conversation if you'd like to do so here as well. As, again, we're talking about not only Tulane's win, LSU very dominant in taking on Purdue. Again, they didn't have their quarterback, their tight end, their receiver, their top, you know, corner, just their head coach, their most of the staff, Drew Brees was on there. How weird was it seeing Drew Brees, uh, on the field? You saw a lot of videos of a couple of, of, uh, LSU players, you know, getting some autographs here as well as we join the professor and, um, Sir, happy new year to you. How are you? Happy new year as well. What a wave. What a win. What a win for the wave. Yeah, an incredible win here as well. Uh, you joined my wife, Lisa, there, who's going to give us, I guess, an interesting perspective on what we saw yesterday and has really taken and captivated the sports world in, in one of those ways that you just wish it wouldn't, obviously. You're a Bills fan, but this is just, a lot more than just a fan of a team, as you've seen Cincinnati and the sports world kind of come together with, with Hamlin and his injury. Yeah. It was kind of one of those you're watching, you're like, what what just happened? And then as it goes on, I was on the field in Tulsa when the Devin Walker situation happened with Tulane. And that was hard to be a part of and see. And he was at the the bowl game, and they showed him several times. But look, that that's that was one of those things where, yeah, I I I don't know how they played a- after that, to be honest with you. And yeah. I, when I'm watching that yesterday, I mean, I can remember it clear as day. You know, going to the break right afterwards, it was going into halftime. Curtis Johnson going onto the field. Todd's in my ear, and I'm I'm like, guys, he's um. It's not doing well, you know, and and having to see that. So, but you you said that you kind of have an idea, maybe on on a, on a personal experience as well, huh? Yeah, absolutely, um, Gus. Um, yeah, so you know, last night the same thing. I was like, what's what's going on? And then Nick said that they were doing CPR, and immediately, um, you know, 2013 spring practice came back to me. Um, and so, you know, I was a part of Union Parish High School's um, team. In fact, you, you speak of Devin's situation. Um, Greg Stewart called me that day when, when Jaleel passed, um, and said, Lisa, I don't know what you're going through because my kid lived mm-hmm. and I still have that voicemail on my phone. Um, and so last night as we were watching the events unroll, um, unfold for uh, for Demar. I started texting all of my coaches um, and checking on them because it's been almost ten years, and um, the events of that day are still very, very fresh in my mind. Um, I was the athletic trainer doing CPR on the field um, for a young man who who had a C one fracture back. Mm-hmm. Took him to the the emergency department, and they said it was a cardiac event. They said that, um, and so that's, you know, all these, 
all these storylines and everything is going through of, you know, cardiac arrest is very different um, than a heart attack, and everybody needs to understand that. And we are talking about electrical impulses, neural impulses, um, electrical rhythms that have been disrupted with a cardiac arrest versus a, um, you know, an MI. Um, um, and so when we're looking at that, there's a, a couple of things that can be involved. So it could be just dealing with the heart. Um, it could be a spinal injury that's, um, you know, the secondary effect is a cardiac event. Um, you know, that is what happened with, with Jaleel, um, is that, you know, we had to do CPR because his, his spinal cord had, had severed. <laughs> the, the C1 fractured slipped and, um, you know, Jaleel was a miracle in himself, um, because the C1 um, fracture was above the breathing center. Um, and once you get into C, you know, C3 and above, those are flexions. Mm-hmm. And so that's breathing. That's your, your heart rhythms. Those are all, all of the things that make your body run. Um, and so, you know, we could stick rest. Um, they're not releasing anything else right now. Right. And so, um, there, there's a lot of, a lot of different things that, that it could be, but right now, none of it matters. Um, because we have a, a young man that's fighting for his life, a family that is in deep prayer. Yeah. Um, and, and that's what, that's what we got to focus on. Yeah. It, it's, um, yeah, it's just, it's one of those things where it's hard to sort of express, right? Other than, you know, I don't, sometimes just words like thoughts and prayers. I mean, it, it matters, you know, but it's like you, you just, it's things to sort of see that I think one of the things that we've seen too, professor is that we've seen um even Andy Dalton uh he has a charity right for for kids yeah. and he was trying to get like what twenty five hundred dollars or something it's well over a million he's raised millions people feel like they want to do something show their support him Andy Dalton I think it was eight thousand or five thousand I saw um donated to because the Bills donated to Andy Dalton's charity yeah. after he helped the Bills get into the playoffs. So right. but, but you're seeing that and and again LeBron spoke on it just all athletes see that. Look, and Ryan Clark I thought did a great job yesterday talking about there's injuries, oh, yeah. there's walk it off, there's shoot it up, there's things of that nature. But when you saw the reaction and again I I understood it seeing it myself and believe me by no means am I I, I wish I would have never seen it, you know, but it is, it, it is something yeah. that you, you just don't walk off and go, Hey, we'll, we'll come back after the break. I mean, that's, that's right. I, I remember the, the whole five minutes no. to warm up and then we can get back to play. Look, that was the most asinine thing the, I'd ever heard the, before. The, the quiet car ride, the plane ride, it just, yeah, it, it, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't something else, but thanks Lisa for sharing a little bit more insight into that and, and just your experience to it as well. Uh, Professor, we'll join you back here as well. We'll talk a little bit about that question of the day. How do you feel about what the Saints are doing? Does it make you angry or like some Saints fans? <laughs> or, or does it not? So, I don't know. Yeah. Extension for Dennis Allen? I don't know. I've got one text on. That's why he should be our coach. He's my coach. I don't know if they're joking. But anyway, we'll talk a little bit more about that. The Professor and Miss Lisa. Thank you so much. Yes, sir. All right. We'll come back. Hour number two of the Sports Hangover on ESPN New Orleans.
NFL Wild Card Weekend is here. That's right, it has arrived. And the easiest way to get into the playoffs is with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. New customers, join today to get started with $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Just sign up with promo code PLAY. So don't miss out. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus in select states. First online real money wager only. Bonus issued as is non-withdrawable free bets that expires in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Maryland, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Virginia, and West Virginia. 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona. 1-888-789-7777 or visit chat in Connecticut. 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming and Kansas or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas. one 877 70 stop in Louisiana. 